Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life, to banish the years of yo-yo dieting, heal your relationship with food, make lifelong changes to your health by learning evidence-based nutritional techniques with self-compassion, mindfulness and behaviour change to feel more accepting and confident both in your mind and your body. We'll likely be adding a little bit of feminism, some sass and some humour along the way. I hope you enjoy and thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. I've just realised that I always introduce her and that came from some scarcity when I first got her as a puppy because she is very, very vocal. But I do recognise that actually now she doesn't make her presence known, which I'm sure you are all very sad about. But she's currently sleeping. She loves a nap when I'm doing these. And I think she's now gotten into her little routine, which is wonderful, right? Wonderful. Maybe one day she will say hi to you all. And maybe one day you will think, oh my gosh, there she is, little angel. Yeah, of course she is. Anyway, I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you're having a wonderful day so far. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is very close to my heart. Very close. And I think it's really close to my heart because it was a concept that I really struggled with for many, many years. And outside of my food relationship was probably one of the biggest battles and a battle that everyone at some point in their lives will face. And that is body image. But more importantly, how to foster a positive body image. So I've done many podcasts on body image, responding to low body image days, self-objectification of body image, internalised weight bias. You can find all of them by searching the engine bar of the podcast. But today, I really want to talk about how to foster a positive body image and strategies that you can do to begin the process of acceptance. So I'm going to be guiding you through five strategies that will help you in pursuit of a positive body image and things you can do to begin recognising yourself as a whole instead of seeing your body through a tinted lens and separate to you. Firstly, I just want to start by saying this isn't about quote-unquote loving your body. I do find that a really awful message in society. I know if someone would have said to me 140 kilos to quote-unquote love myself, I'd have laughed my way through a pack of chocolate hobnobs. It would have felt so far away and so out of body, inevitably wouldn't have allowed me to feel seen and heard, and it would have prevented me taking any action. However, we must be accepting of ourselves, especially when we are considering dieting and any changes to our bodies. Body image and dieting are so closely linked. The perception of our physical self can be impaired through dieting. And a lower body image is associated with greater frequency of dieting. Tend to do so to fix ourselves in inverted commas. A lower body image is also associated with greater BMI. And fewer dieting behaviours are related to greater body dissatisfaction. And all of that comes from a paper, and I'm going to try and say the name, so forgive me for this, 
Mustar? Mustafari? Daroni et al. 2013. Completely balls that up. You're welcome. So dieting needs to come from a place of acceptance in order for it to be successful and sustainable. You also need to make sure that you are dieting for the right reasons. If you are dieting from an already healthy body, I would question your desire for that. It's okay to have aesthetic goals, but I draw your attention back to the perception of ourselves. And in reality, many who want to diet from an already healthy place in order to improve their body image, but we know from the research and the above that that isn't the case. In order to ensure it's from a healthy place, I do recommend you pausing this now, drawing up your values, how does dieting support your values? And this work also supports body image flexibility, which is the ability to accept and experience both positive and negative thoughts, beliefs and feelings about your body. So as an example today, I feel a little bit bloated. I genuinely am. So instead of trying to squeeze myself into my Gymshock two-piece, I've genuinely got baggy joggy bottoms on and a really soft fleece. Because if I was to try and squeeze myself into my Gymshark two-piece, that would only heighten the perception of my body. It would only have me fixate on the fact that my stomach was probably coming over my bottoms. And it genuinely would. So then I'd be so fixated on my body, I wouldn't be engaging in this podcast. My work output would be shot because all I'd be thinking about was my body. I'd find myself body checking in mirrors, in um, reflections. And all of this is then going to impact how I act towards my body. So we've got to be able to breathe, observe, listen to your values and decide the next action. So this morning I recognised that I felt a bit bloated, recognised it was completely normal and I did some breathing, I did some meditation, I observed my thoughts, I checked in with my values. Shockingly, my values are not body or fat loss or maintaining tiny physiques. Shockingly, they are freedom, personal growth, love, connection. I cannot attain and work towards my values if I'm trying to squeeze myself into Gymshark two pieces. Personal growth, my business output all be impacted. So again, we've got to be able to work through these days. And this is where fostering a body image can really support the acceptance with the flexibility. And just remember that this isn't attained through dieting alone. You have to do the work on your body image, which is why I've put together this podcast with the five strategies. So let's get cracking. Let's get cracking on the five things that you can do to begin supporting a positive body image. Now, forgive me, there are, I am going to cite a few <laughs> studies in here. But like the first one, there are some wild names, but I'll give it my best. I will give it my best. So number one, daily gratitude. There was a really cool study by Hormon and Tika 2018 that showed an increase in body appreciation with daily gratitude, a decrease in self-worth based on appearance, a decrease in self-worth investment based on approval, a decrease in body comparison, and a decrease in eating comparison. Daily gratitude for your body is showing appreciation for the functionality of your body. The functionalities of your body, what does he, she, they allow you to do? the subconscious elements that we brush over, but are hugely privileged to have. The breathing, the movement, your senses, sight, smell, touch, 
hearing, the internal processes, healing, any creative endeavours. This allows you to explore your body from an internal perspective. And I know now, I still thank my body every day for breathing. And it focuses your attention more on what your body does over its appearance. Number two, self-compassion. This involves acting the same way towards yourself when you're having a difficult time as you would your best friend. Kristen Neff, absolute queen of self-compassion. She said a couple of things that I really love and I'm going to quote her here. Things done because you care about yourself, not because you are worthless or unacceptable as you are. And secondly, she said, the reason you don't let your children eat tubs of ice cream is because you care about them. And again, this is where fostering a positive body image links very closely to your dieting. Because without emotional regulation, without stress management, without removal of food labels, we can find ourselves, like I said, eating packs of hobnobs, tubs of ice cream. It's a lack of self-compassion, a lack of acceptance because you think it's a you problem. Compassion is a fundamental part of the acceptance and we need acceptance to change, thus making this a core construct in any successful dieting method. And self-compassion entices three elements that was discovered by Kristen Neff. Kindness, common humanity and mindfulness. Self-compassion is linked to lower eating pathology and an improved body image. Reduced disordered eating outcomes, reduced risk of development of eating disorders and post-dieting self-compassion allows you to reflect non-judgmentally and put an alternative in place for next time. It's the ability to rethink and relearn. And actually there was a really cool study by Adams et al. 2007. And this was about a donut and self-compassion. So this study had three groups. They were all presented with a donut. So they were all presented with donuts to eat and then they were separated into three. The first group had self-compassion talk. The second group had no self-compassion and the third group had no compassion talk, no exposure to any therapy or any therapeutic model as such, right? So they all ate a donut and then they got given sweets. The first group who had the self-compassion talk ate on average 34 grams of sweets. The second group who had no self-compassion, 45 grams of sweets. The third group who had no preload, no compassion, absolutely nothing at all, they were just left to their own devices, 46 grams on average. So compassion actually shows links to lower food consumption. By around about nine grams of sweets in this one study, right? Just by talking to yourself kindly, you actually can lower the amount of food you're eating. And especially when we consider like ultra processed food, which is the food that people struggle with, right? Because of the guilt, because of the shame, because of the failure, because of the bad. And that can wind up in overeating. So talking to yourself like an ass is only going to be a catalyst for further consumption. And ways we can start improving self-compassion, meditation, mindfulness. So like a mindful moment per day. Affectionate breathing, journaling, 
noticing, exploring your emotions. And self-compassion is so individual. Nutrition and exercise could be an element of self-compassion for you to be more healthy, more happy. But self-compassion could also be a slice of cake for you, depending on where you sit and how you talk to yourself. Number three, reduce your body checking. You may not even be aware you do this. But now pay attention to how many times you body check. This can be in gym mirrors, in shop windows, in car reflections, in mirrors at work, at home, in any reflection you are close up to in your phone. How many times do you find yourself looking at yourself? Tally it up and each week commit to reducing that frequency. There's absolutely no shame in how many times you find yourself body checking. Again, it's individual. And respectfully, we've grown up in a society where women in particular are routinely evaluated and their value based predominantly on their external appearance, i.e. self-objectification. Therefore, many hold their entire worth on their body appearance and believe that this is the most important part of their existence. Commitment to this helps reduce the fixation on your body and find more things to use your time on. Number four, self-care. Not just bubble baths and face masks. If that's your vibe, that's your vibe. But real self-care goes deeper than that for fostering a positive body image. And yoga is cited as a form of self-care for a positive body image. And I know you're eye-rolling. I did it for years. I did, genuinely did it for years. (laughs) But we know from the current research, yoga supports more embodiment, recognising the internal abilities of your body, supports more presence in life, Celebrate some movements of the body, gratitude for the body, accomplishment and self-confidence of the body. Now, I'm going, to re- I'm going to read an extract from a paper in 2018, and I genuinely... Newmark Stater McAleese et al. Right, that's it. That's what we're going with. Just roll with that. Anyway, if you want the paper, just let me know and I'll send you the link. Anyway, the conclusion of this paper... In conclusion, findings from this study suggest that practising yoga may have a positive implication for body satisfaction, particularly those with a history of low body satisfaction. The current study supplements this prior study by taking a more in-depth look at perceptions of a subgroup of the original population-based sample for a more nuanced understanding of the potential for yoga to influence body image. Yoga was perceived as having a positive impact on body image via physical changes and greater body functionality. Gratitude for one's body accomplishments or progress within one's physical practice, greater self-confidence and through witnessing different types of bodies practicing yoga. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Self-care also encompasses reframing of exercise for functionality, enjoyment over aesthetics. So shifting the focus from how trying to change your body to how your body supports your life with acceptance and positivity. So turning down the significance of how your body looks and appreciating what it does. And we also have exposure to nature as a form of self-care. And this, again, teaches us one important lesson. And I love this lesson from nature. Well, there's two real lessons that I love from nature, but this one in particular. In my opinion, you can get it from nature or you can get it from the ocean. And that is that things are bigger than you in the world. (laughs) All you've got to do is look up at the sky and realise how insignificant your body is in this world. And this form of self-care is far deeper than the odd bubble bath, you know, but it is the embodiment practice to foster a positive body image. 
Checking in with how your clothes fit as well and how they feel on your body. As I mentioned, I'm feeling a little bit bloated today. I was never going to shove on that Gymshark two-piece. Never. In fact, I rarely put that on anyway now. But I've got comforting clothes and I had a wonderful conversation with a client just recently and she was talking about how her clothes have changed and now it's so soothing for her to be wearing comforting clothes and that comforting is how those clothes feel on her skin and they've really helped her foster a a positive body image alongside everything else that we've been doing. And this again is really important that you're not heightening the fixation on your body and trying to squeeze into clothes. Your clothes should fit you, not you fit your clothes. And I want that to be a reminder and I want you to remind yourself of that all the time. I've recently bought some new clothes from the same place and they're not wildly different. I bought a size 10 in both of these garments. One was massive. So I had to buy a size eight. And let me tell you, I am not a size eight. And I have not been a size eight for years, nor is that a size that I want to try and get to. One was tiny, tiny, genuinely. I've ordered the size 12, but I'm thinking now I may need the 14. And that's how wild these clothes are. And you know that. And bringing that conscious awareness to your forefront of your mind each time you go shopping to recognise that you should fit the clothes, not your clothes fit you. You don't write on your Tinder profile, hi, my name's uh, Rebecca and I'm a size 10 and I weigh 63 kilos. No, do you, Bob? Because nobody cares about that. Only you care. But you can leave yourself wrapped up in this negative body image with the constant fixation on it. Number five. Practice more of an intuitive style of eating. Now, I am cautious about who this lands on. I know this is not intuitive eating. That's 10 core principles and can only be directed by a practitioner. But what I mean by this is not dictating your intake based on calories. Not trying to meticulously control all of your intake with tracking apps like MyFitnessPal. Rather learning and leaning into mindful eating practice with some of the intuitive eating style practices. And this is associated with less body image and a strong association with a healthy BMI. And chronic dieting, you know, we lose sense of self. But we also lose the sense of food. It's associated now with being a number. I'm going to have this snack because it's 100 calories and it fits in my fitness pal. And I'm going to eat this meal because it's 400 calories and I can get it in my macros. Now many make choices based on how they believe food is going to make their body look. Again, it's a perception of your thoughts, right? And this perception can then heighten a negative body image. If you believe food is bad and you believe it's going to make you blow, then it will heighten this negative perception on your body. Like, Bloating is a normal part of digestion, right? So practices that you can start doing in more of an intuitive style of eating. Breathing before your meals. Prolonging an exhale if you're stressed or box breathing. And prolonging that exhale, especially if you're stressed, is so powerful because it's going to help downregulate your sympathetic nervous system, engaging your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. Checking in with the hunger scale. Observing any feelings. Implementation intentions, so sitting down, removing distraction, not scrolling your phone, really chewing your food, take your time to chew your food, 
honour the practice of eating. Again, coming back to all those, those senses. And building alternative mechanisms for you, coping mechanisms. So this links very closely to emotional eating. Check out that podcast. So this is committed action to facing feelings rather than resisting them. Removing food as a distraction or numbing and matching your action to intended outcome. This is where your food world, again, is so closely linked to your body image. And we know that with chronic dieting, there are physiological impacts that do happen and that do alter within the brain, namely the ACC and insula that are not only responsible for fullness, but parts of your body image too. So if you're constantly restricting, constantly giving every single choice on my fitness pal, not leading into any mindful eating, that's also going to impact your body image. So other parts of more intuitive style of eating, we would look on working to unconditional permission to eat and following an inclusive diet where no foods are off limits. And you build autonomy to say yes, but also to say no, eating out of respect for your body body, and nourishment for him, her, they, and nourishment of an experience. So it links back to Kristen Neff, right? Her quote about respecting yourself with your choices. You wouldn't just randomly give your child five tubs of ice cream, but you would let your child have an ice cream if you were at the beach and it was an experience. And beginning to explore internal cues to eat, your actual hunger over your psychological hunger. Satiety levels, energy levels, food satisfaction over external cues like dieting rules, rigidity, food avoidance, the numbing, the cravings, peer pressure, etc. This dieting exposure is imperative to eat out of kindness to your body and understand what your body needs in order to optimally thrive. Many times we believe we may need food, but actually we could need rest. We could need emotional regulation. We could need downtime. We could need connection. But use food as that numbing mechanism which ends in the shame cycle and disordered eating, which impacts your body image. This is reconnecting back to your body, you know, accepting him, her, they, as they are, meeting needs. With respect, confidence in your body, confidence in food. Now, all of that might sound a little bit, quite a lot. I get that. Don't do things by halves over it, you should know that. Instead of trying to run with it all, let's break it all down and summarise it. The actionable steps that you can do right now. Number one, daily gratitude every day for your body's functionality. Wake up every day and thank your body for breathing. Number two, start observing the negative thoughts about yourself. Each time, check in and ask, what advice would you give your best friend? How can you begin adopting that behaviour with courage? Number three, take a note of how many times you body check and commit to reducing that and notice any clothes that don't feel comfortable. Put them out, put them away, put them out of sight. Commit to some self-care. Outside of the bubble bath every day, walk in nature, 10 minutes of yoga, exercise for enjoyment. Number five, stop banning and removing food. Instead of removing food, think what you can add and pick any of the practices, maybe a prolonged exhale with your meals, slowing your pace of eating, leading into mindfulness. And you can drop me a message if you're unsure which one to start with and I can send over the hunger scale and fullness tasks if you aren't already one of my legend clients who will already have these. And fostering a positive body image is that acceptance that you need to sustainably diet. Without this work, you will never, ever lose the weight and keep it off. We know that, I've just cited all the research. And the reason being is you won't be able to adapt from setbacks. Again, take it on as being a you problem, fall into the failure mindset. Screw this. Attack yourself. Malice behaviours, malice words that you would never do to anybody else, right? 
Body image work is one of the core principles that we work on in the Thrive With Life method. If you're listening to this now and thinking, yeah, do you know what? I want to make 2024 the year that I I diet and I do so in a sustainable and enjoyable way whereby I'm reconnected back to my body. I'm accepting of my body. I'm able to lean into challenges. I'm able to sit with setbacks without critiquing myself. I'm able to eat food without guilt, eat food with enjoyment, be able to make memories. You're exactly who I work with. I've got spaces open now for one-to-one coaching in 2024. I will link the details in my show notes. And if you have any questions about positive body image or you would like the hunger scale and fullness tasks, please drop me a message on the links below. Thank you for listening.